So our text for today comes to us from Psalm 84. Listen now for a word from God. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, indeed it faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh sing for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young at your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Happy are those who live in your house, ever singing your praise. Happy are those whose strength is in you, and whose hearts are the highways to Zion. As they go through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs, and the early rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. The God of gods will be seen in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Behold our shield, O God. Look on the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. And I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than live in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. God bestows favor and honor. No thing does the Lord withhold from those who walk uprightly. Lord of hosts, happy is everyone who trusts in you. The word of the Lord. Thank you. Let's pray. Good and loving God, thank you for beautiful music. God, thank you for laughter. Thank you, too, for your word. God, I pray that whatever truth we would hear this morning from it would come from you and not from me. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I'm going to try to hold this in such a way that we don't get a lot of that feedback, but I, I do apologize ahead of time. It's because I move too much. I'm too fidgety. So I'm going to tell you about my, some of my favorite places, three of my favorite places. One of my favorite places, uh, well, used to be my favorite place, my grandma's house. Anyone love their grandma's house, or their grandparents? Yeah, maybe an aunt or a guardian. So my grandma's house was great uh, for really no reason other than it was my grandma's house. Um, there was also a cookie jar that I always got to get into, so that, that was nice. Um, she also had trees I could climb, which I really loved. Uh, it always seemed like my family was around there. That's about all I can tell you. Cookies, trees, and family. That's what I loved about my grandma's house. And it, it, you know, my grandma passed away probably 15 years ago. Um, house is no longer in the family. I haven't been there in forever. And I can't go back, really, but it still remains one of my favorite places. I love it. One of my other places, and I, and I want you to know this is in no particular order, okay, because I'm not going to get myself in trouble with this next one. Another one of my favorite places is this uh, golf course that Sarah and I used to walk on at night when we were dating. We were young and in love, and so we would. <laughs> no, sorry, we're still. <laughs> so 
So I just got back from a month-long vacation. <laughs> I'm obviously a little rusty, not thinking about my words. No, we, we used to meet on this golf course, and um, we would take night walks because that's really when we had time to do it uh, between our jobs and going to school and everything else we were doing. But we would meet, and what was great about the golf course was one, it was quiet, right? And, and there's no one there. Uh, I mean, you get that Dorothy with the beach that you love. Like, and it, it was great. You could just talk. And it was like you had nothing to do. I mean, the only thing you had to watch out for on the golf course was the sprinklers. <laughs> the sprinklers could get you uh, if you weren't paying attention. But other than that, it was, it was just us walking together, talking, no cares in the world. And I love that golf course. I love that place. Another one of my favorite places, actually, in Germany, for our friend back here, yeah. Um, so I, I've told you all, maybe a couple times, I was able to, to live at a monastery with a group of Benedictine nuns. And this is a much longer story than I have to get into, but I, I was there and I was cloistered with them and, and doing my thing. And, um, I've told you too that uh, I was put on dish duty twice a day, despite my request not to do dishes. And uh, there was one day I was doing the dishes, it was pretty early on into my time there. One of the sisters who kind of proved to be my mentor, uh, her name is Sister Shalastica. Sister Shalastica came to me and she, she pulled me away from the sink. And um, she, she was a pretty powerful woman, pretty imposing. She was a lawyer uh, for her day job when she wasn't being a nun. And um, she pulled me away and she said, Brother Garrett, you have to come with me. And I was like, well, I've got all these dishes to do. Sister Shalastica, I can't just take a break. She goes, no, you will come with me. Okay, <laughs> I will come with you. Um, so she takes me and she pulls me out of, out of the refectory where we uh, did the dishes and all of that. And we, we walked through the courtyard and she took me to one of the turrets in the castle. This was a moated castle where I was living. And we walked down these spiral staircases. And I'm telling you, it was like walking down like this because it was so tight and so narrow. And we came at the bottom to this little landing. And the landing probably had enough for like one big step like this. And you ran into this door. And it was made of this impossibly old wood. And it had these iron bars in it that, you know, just a little, little window that were right there about eye level. And I could see through the door that there was a dead person lying on a table in this room. And Sister Shalastica leaned in and she whispered in my ear. She said, Brother Garrett, you need to learn to listen. I said, okay. <laughs> so she opens the door, and I walk in, and I pass a recently deceased sister. I had actually met her one time before. They told me she would likely pass while I was there, and I'd get to participate in the funeral. And as I'm walking in, Sister Shaleska doesn't follow me, but she shuts the door <laughs> behind me, and I hear a click. <laughs> and I turn around, and I'm like, oh, did she just lock me in this dungeon with a dead body? <laughs> and she did. <laughs> She didn't lock me in, but she shut me in. And I, I noticed as I, as I walked in to my right, there was another sister, Sister Monica, who was sitting off to the side in a chair. And she was looking pretty sad. She was grieving. And she kind of gestured to a chair that was beside her and didn't say anything, but just had me sit. And I had no other instructions.